listening to the United Not Uniform podcast. I am your host, Crystal. The purpose of this podcast is to have intentional spaces that allow and celebrate difference. Difference of opinion, experience, and more. In this podcast, we will be able to truly hear and see one another, even when we disagree. What would it look like if we were truly able to see one another, to set aside fear, insecurity, and doubt, to be willing to embrace the silence, and let words carry their full weight. If that sounds fun, or at least a tiny bit interesting, you are in the right place. Together, we will grow as we discuss different topics, hear other stories, and have a few laughs along the way. Welcome to United Not Uniform, where there is more than enough space for us to be seen and to see others. Period. So this is a very special episode I am here with my spiritual big sis. So how long have we known each other? So, um, should I introduce myself? Yes, you should. Okay, okay, okay. So, hey everyone. I'm like so blushing right now (laughs) just to see my spiritual little sis. Oh my goodness. Just do her thing. Um, (laughs) But the lovely voice that you are hearing is none other than Sequins Camille Gooding. Um, and gosh, I feel like we've known each other going on like eight years, Yeah, going on like eight years. I feel like we met in January of 2017. Mm-hmm. You joined my small group in my tiny two bedroom apartment. Girl, you couldn't tell me back then I wasn't doing a big, okay? <laughs> that was like the nicest place that I had ever lived in. And if you are from the DMV, I'm talking about none other than the Cloisters on Michigan Avenue, okay? You can tell I come from the gutter. Oh my if God. that was like living in luxury. Um, but we used to like cram in my tiny living room with like 15 women. Yes, we did. To just go deep, share life, um, and just learn how to be not better but learn how to be ourselves in our own skin and our own hair in all facets of society while loving Christ. Yeah, I remember. So I was still kind of testing out this faith thing. Mm. I had left the church and I was coming back. And I remember joining your group and I was like, oh my gosh, look at these women on fire for God. Like, okay. But then we started doing a series called uh, Learning to Live. Yes. And that was all about like, okay, not only are we talking about how much we love Jesus and going deeper in God's word, but mm-hmm. we're also talking about our own stories. Yes. And I was like, ooh, yes, I yes, signed yes, up for yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And I always admired how you were willing to wrestle with us, but you always pointed us back to scripture. Like mm. we we knew that pink Bible. Yes. We had that. Ah, like we were shout ready out to for Marie. <laughs> <laughs> we knew when that pink Bible came out, we were going to get some answers, but Amen. it was just such a safe space to really explore the depths of our faith while also experiencing such a loving and beautiful community. So you. you stewarded that and I benefited thank from it. So you. thank you so, so much. Yes. Guys, she's amazing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm just a servant for the Lord. Uh, so true. So true. So today we're talking about boundaries. <sighs> yes. Ooh, that mm-hmm. that's a big sigh. Yeah, it's a big sigh. I mean... Trust me, I am just so honored that you would choose me to guest talk on this 
And I just want to say for the record, I am by no means like an expert on boundaries. This is all just things that I have learned through my own story, through mm -hmm. therapy, through many trials and fails. Um, but honestly, for me, boundaries are super easy and super difficult at the same time. Yeah. So I'd love to just share with you all how I hold the two together yeah. while trying to care for myself. See, now, y'all, doesn't she sound like an expert? Girl, stop, <laughs> stop, stop. But thank you for being willing to share on a topic that, mm -hmm. honestly, within the Christian community, we don't really talk about a lot. Yes. And if we do, it's not necessarily in the best way. Yes. Right? Yes, yes, and yes. So to get us started, how would you define boundaries? Ah, so um, I'm going to say something. Okay. I hope the listeners stick with me, but my definition of boundaries is selfishness. Okay. A healthy selfishness for yourself. Mm -hmm. That means whatever situation you are in, whatever dynamic, whether it is family, work, church, mm -hmm. okay, um, friends, you are selfishly considering what makes you feel good, what doesn't make you feel good, and living in the space of whatever this is, it should just bring me peace. If it doesn't bring me peace, you can see or hear my two feet walking away. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that? Hey, we stuck with you. Okay. Yeah, we stuck with you. Okay. Yeah, so I am um, reading a book by Lisa Turquoise oh, called okay. Good Boundaries and mm -hmm. Goodbyes, mm -hmm. and she uses different language but gets at the same point. Okay. So there's something about, oftentimes when we think of boundaries, we think of them as, oh, we are giving up, or we're, like, it's unchristian, mm -hmm. and we're going to kind of get into that later, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But something that she said in that book really kind of, I think, piggybacks onto what you shared Boundaries are set in place to teach others how to better love you. Yes. And to allow you to better love others. I agree. Yeah. Yes. And so, like, there is a little bit of selfishness that needs to happen. Absolutely. Um, because it almost seems like in the, I don't know, like, the idea of loving ourselves has been warped in some way that mm -hmm. you're not supposed to also care for yourself. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and while, yes, in a in an age and a time where it's all about living your best life and all those different uh, things, uh, like I can understand why and in a lot of spaces there's a, a, a need to kind of push back against that narrative, but there's still a calling for us to, if we are to love our neighbors as ourselves, we have to learn how to love ourselves Come as on well. now. Preach, right? Minister Crystal. Okay. Preach. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> I like it. So, I mean, I kind of teed up question two, but I'd love us okay. to explore it a little bit more. Why are boundaries important? What I have learned personally, my boundaries are important for my mental health mm. and my wellness. Um, I have a lot of codependent tendency. Okay. I am not proud of it. I am working through it. I find therapy has really helped me. Um, and also being a member of Al-Anon, if you're not sure what Al-Anon is, Al-Anon is 
uh, pretty much an organization for friends and family of those who have alcoholics in their lives. Um, and I just really learned a lot about myself. So I feel like I'm <clears throat> getting a little off task. So. No. Okay, okay, okay. Share what you want to share. Okay. And thank you for being so open. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, listen, I think everybody... Especially after, like, of course, the pandemic. I feel like that's, like, such a buzzword. But I feel like we all need mental health supports. Like, Absolutely. Honestly. So I'm a strong proponent of uh, mental health supports. So I don't want to steer too far away from your question, though. So repeat it again. Sure. Why are boundaries important? Okay. So boundaries are important because I really like what you shared based on um, Lisa's definition. And it, it's kind of the direction that I was trying to go, but I could not articulate it as well as, as she and you. But it really allows me to be loved in a healthy way and mm-hmm. love others in a healthy way. And so boundaries to me are, or why are they important? I just have to protect my peace, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, like whether it's work, like there's this saying at work, I'm the keeper of the knowledge for certain things. And I really honestly... I do not mind if a colleague reaches out to me at any time of day or night to ask a question, right? And, like, some people might look at that as an unhealthy boundary. But, for example, last week when I went out of town for the football game to Philadelphia, I let people know, hey, I know the grade book window is open. If you need support with grades, I'm available Friday. I'm available Saturday. But I'm not available Sunday. So if you reach out to me on Sunday, I will not answer. My phone will be on do not disturb all day. Yes, my phone was on do not disturb all day. And I will check my emails Saturday, maybe, if I feel like it, because I don't have to. (laughs) But I'll check them Monday morning, and then I'll respond to you accordingly. And I think that is a boundary that I'm okay with, right? Like, because you know me, I'm a show up for everyone. I want to be a team player. I want to support. I mean, you give 110 plus 110. Like, Aww. I'm doing terrible math right now. But That's fine. you are the person that, like, if you, like, she's the friend that if you were down mm-hmm. on your luck, it doesn't matter where you are, she's coming. I'm coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to find you. I'm coming. Like <laughs> Liam Neeson. Okay? Oh, my God. I'm coming. I have a very set particular skills. set of skills. She's taking out oh, my God. Yes, but no, 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 no. So on on a serious note, I think boundaries are so important because when I am able to say this is my line in the sand Mm -hmm. and stick to it, it actually boosts my self-esteem, especially if someone keeps like kicking at that line, kicking at, at that, at that boundary, kicking at that wall. The wall is up to protect me. And there are some people that we just cannot get away from in our lives, right? Whether it's parents, whether it's people at work. Like, you're not always able to just um, excommunicado someone, right? Like, they're they're just in your lives. So what are the healthy boundaries that you can set up? Maybe with this person, because they are an immediate member of your family, 
and you do have to converse with them or you do have to see them, maybe you're just keeping it light. Oh, this is a TV show that I know we have in common. This this is how the weather is where I live. How's the weather where you're living? But it doesn't mean that I'm going to get into the nitty gritty of my day because that might give you some power over me that I don't want you to have because you may abuse it. Right. You know? Ooh. Ooh. Okay, what, what are you thinking? No, so when you said that, like, I swear, like... I feel like you're like reading my mind. So I had just read a part in the book mm-hmm. where very similar to what you're saying, it's like there's a, not a tension, but a balance that needs to take place. Mm-hmm. So in Lisa's book, she talks about how it's, um, there it's, uh, responsibility and, uh, access. Yes. Are the, are the yes. Two, right? Yes. Yes. Right? And so, like, similar to what you said, if someone is repeatedly showing that they are not responsible for the level of access that you're giving them, exactly, you have to adjust exactly. Based on that. And again, yes. and I and I love what you're saying because again, there are people, especially in this cancel culture, right? Mm-hmm. There are people who are going to just be in our lives, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's not as it's not like you're enabling behavior you're still Mm -hmm. protecting yourself but by finding okay if you can only handle so much i'm basing that level of access based on where you're at yes and that allows me to feel whole uh and seen and protected while also in my best way trying to honor the other person i think that is a very good example i agree I agree. Absolutely. I feel like me and Lisa, we might need to have hey, some coffee. Hey, she's amazing. Okay. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> so, Buy okay. the book. Buy the book. Okay. Can I shift gears for a second sure, to talk ahead. about um, some other boundaries uh, that I put in place? So boundaries really don't always have to be amongst people. Boundaries can be amongst sort of abstract things as well so Ooh, for example social media right Ooh, like that's a good I, one i i am i lost a, a baby mm-hmm. um you know years years ago i was married at one point we had a baby the baby was born still his name is judah okay now something i noticed was there was a time when i needed the comfort of other women who had been in my situation and sort of like the memes and the encouraging words of women who have lost uh still you know who have had stillbirths or miscarriages but then Mm. there came a point where it was just like actually I think this is harming me and hurting me more Mm. than helping me I think it's kind of keeping me in this low vibration as people say or this low emotional state and so I really had to like reevaluate what what is my feed on social media, right? Like I'm not giving social media up. I already know. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. Sorry. I'm not Be giving like it me. up. Like no, I'm on LinkedIn. I know. I need I, I'm not gonna say I need it. That's what I was about to say. I want it. I like it. But I had to like remove myself from following certain pages, right? Yeah. And then the other day, I'm like, why do I keep looking at certain pages and certain things? Like, what is this? What are these messages giving my brain? It's not helping me feel good about myself. Mm. It's not helping me feel positive. It's impacting my self-esteem. So I literally took a lot of time and I went through every single like page or channel, whatever they're called. I'm an elder millennial, y'all. Whatever they're <laughs> called on Instagram. I went through every single account that I'm following and like, nope, 
this does not bring me peace. This does not bring me joy. Unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. And that was just a boundary that I had to set for myself because the way that I use social media, I just want to laugh. I just want to send memes to my friends, funny stuff, laugh, teach related stuff, and maybe like how to make fresh juice, you know? Like, that's it. I'm yeah. good. I don't need anything else. Another, another boundary is like, um music right like Ooh, that's a good one what what am i listening to how does it impact my mood what thoughts does it give me what dreams does it give me you know like is this music bringing honor and glory to god i still struggle with that i'm right. not perfect okay i i'm, I'm like paul you know i, I want to do what i know is right <laughs> but i struggle with that and i end up doing wrong okay don't quote me on that but i'm sure you know the scripture so so I just I'm just sharing this to say boundaries don't always have to be with people but they can and should also be with things that are intangible because those two impact your peace your self-esteem, your mood, your mental health, and your overall wellness. Oh, that's so good. Thank when you. you made that comment, I was like, oh, we might have to change the pa- playlist that we used to drive. Because let me tell you, mm-hmm. if I'm listening... Okay, now y'all, I'm going to be real with y'all for a little okay, bit. keep so- it honey, keep it honey. Sometimes Minister Crystal... Mm. <laughs> she like listening to the drop it low? I mean, sometimes, okay, right? Okay, all right. But like, I noticed there's a difference in yeah. how I drive, yeah. depending yeah. on what I'm listening yeah. to, yeah. right? That's such a good point. Mm-hmm. That is such a good point. When and I was I, driving to church this morning, I was like, just don't even put the radio. Just, just don't even, just <laughs> don't even play no music. Something. Just don't even play no music. Just, just stay in the holy, sanctified <laughs> state that you woke up in. Don't give the devil an inch. Yeah. I say that all the time. Like, especially when it comes to boundaries where we've had to shut the door, right? right. Like, I've had to shut the door on my ex-husband. I had to block him. He is excommunicado, right? And someone just asked me yesterday, believe it or not, is your ex-husband still blocked? And I'm like, yes. Like, once once I, once I, we reach that point in the boundaries and the relationship, like, that's it. We can't come back to it, especially if you don't have a purpose in my life anymore. Right. And so if he doesn't have a purpose in my life anymore, if I know it is not healthy for myself to communicate with you, to see you, Yes, you are excommunicado. Shout out, shout out to John Wick. I'm sorry. I love, oh I love that movie. That's why I keep saying that. <laughs> but, but on a serious note, I'm never taking that block off because I don't know if that man is still trying to reach me. I don't know if that man is still trying to call me or text me or whatever. I don't need to know. I'm not giving the devil a millimeter. You hear me? I do. Do you hear me? I hear you. And so many things when we set firm boundaries you have to hold the line you have to because if you give the enemy one millimeter okay like do you know how thin a millimeter is yeah he can get in there if a if a mouse can squeeze through the hole the size of a dime what do you think the devil can do with the millimeter. Okay? Yeah. Come, Come on, on now. Come on. Come on. And his flunkies. It's not just him, too. <laughs> we forget flunkies. about the devil's flunkies. Sorry. Yes, his fallen angels. Yeah. Now, I'm, I, I don't know if 
I'm supposed to be preaching, okay? I don't know if I'm supposed I mean, to be on already this started. soapbox. Go ahead, go ahead. I don't know, but you just stir something up in my soul, <laughs> and the people need to know you have to be consistent mm-hmm. with your boundaries. If you are not consistent, you are not setting the clear message to the person receiving the boundary, and they're just going to think, oh, it's a flim-flam. You know what I mean? You yeah. have to hold the line. I am on strike for something right now in my life, and the person who I'm on strike with... He knows it. And I promise you, I'm on strike until the terms and conditions of that situation are renegotiated and I feel safe. And then I will lift the strike and continue business as usual. But until then, I'm going to hold the line. Yeah. Come on now. I'm going to hold the line. line. Yeah. Thank you. And we're going to get into some of that, the difficulties and the challenges okay. with that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but it's so true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do think that we underestimate the way in which not like, and I love how you pointed out, it's not just people that we have to set boundaries with. Yes. Right. And, and be honest about the things that influence us. Like, mm-hmm. uh, in seminary, we had this assignment where they were trying to make the argument mm-hmm. of whether technology was good or bad. Right? I know, I know. It's neither good nor bad. Right. how we use it. Right, right, exactly. But what was also really interesting about one of the videos uh, that we watched is that it pointed out that what we're seeing, like the negative, the dark side of technology, is just amplifying the dark side of humanity. Mm, Exactly. Right? Exactly. Right? Exactly. And so it's so important... um, that we are just honest with ourselves and it takes that level of awareness, right? Yes. A level of awareness of what I can do and what I can't. And it's so frustrating, frustrating, I'm going to be real honest, when other people can do certain things and you can't. Mm-hmm. How, like, your boundaries are, like, individualized yes. for you. Yes. Yes. That's How do you think I feel about that with alcohol, yeah. right? Like, a lot of people who are, like, in my close circle, they know I don't drink alcohol, right? right. I haven't partaken in spirits in like 15 years but I could still go out and I see people they drink they have a good time they do it safely they do it consciously and sometimes I'll be like dag I wish I wish I wish I wish but that's that's not for me that's something that I've had to hold the line on and keep a firm strict boundary because who knows which which way it'll go if I decide to re-engage. You yeah. know what I mean? And it, it it's really hard. But I hear you when you say, like, there are certain things that you have to disengage from or free yourself from that other people can engage with and do it healthily and happily. And you're just like, dang, you know? Right. Oh, right, 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 right. I do kind of want to jump. Okay. Because I I do think, like, when we're talking about the importance of boundaries, when we're Mm -hmm. talking about how they are individualized for you, right? Um, I think we've kind of already talked a little bit about this, but I want to go a little bit deeper in what is the hardest part about boundaries? Okay. The hardest part of boundaries, I think, is twofold. I think the first thing is consistency, and then I think the other thing 
that is hard is outside influences. Mm. So I'm going to talk about the outside influences and then I'll go back to consistency. Okay. So just how we were talking about, like, say, for example, with me and drinking, you know, um, I go on vacation. I go to Cancun. I love Cancun. I've been to Cancun like four times. Okay. I'm actually trying to go back there for my birthday. Shout out if you want to um, help with my birthday fund. Take a donation. Yes, take a donation. I'll give you my cash app. Oh my but do you know how many times people are like, oh, you'll be fine. I'm here with you. Or you'll be fine. I'll watch. Or you'll be fine. You're not home. You know, what happens on vacation stays on vacation. Or yeah. just don't care that this is a boundary that I have set for myself. And I don't feel like I should always have to tell a stranger, whether it is the waiter, the bartender, or just a random person sitting at the bar telling me, oh, you need to put some tequila in that zero proof tequila sunrise or whatever. Cause I love a version tequila sunrise. I love that. And I will get down on a Shirley temple a lot. I do know about that one. <laughs> yes. Okay. But I don't feel like I should have to explain to this person, you don't know how my life will spiral out of control. I shouldn't have to lie and say that I am pregnant for you not to give me an alcoholic drink because the last time I went to Cancun, that kept happening. I would wow. ask for a non-alcoholic drink and they would still put alcohol in it and think it was funny. Oh That's my very scary. So, so it's almost like I've set this boundary for myself. But because I have to receive something from someone else, that component is out of my locus of control. So I'm already tempted by being in a space where there is alcohol. Then I'm tempted because I can either smell the alcohol. No one's going to know. You know what I mean? No, the, the woman that I was with, my best friend, she wouldn't have known. I could have just, you know, hidden it. That's hard. Yeah. That's hard. But because... You have to, I don't want to get preachy, but when you have really set a clear and true boundary for yourself, especially one that you know has come from none other than God, the Father, yeah, you can only then lean on Him in order to keep that boundary happening. Yeah. You know, I don't want to say keep the boundary up because sometimes a boundary is letting let being down you know it, it it depends on how you look at it or what the situation is but i would i would have to say a lot of times it's the outside influence for some of the boundaries that i have like even with my home mm. i don't allow alcohol in my home if i did i would probably have game nights probably every other week because i love hosting i love cooking i love playing games <clears throat> I think I have a great backyard. You yes, know what you I mean? do. Thank you. So I would love to just have people over, but unfortunately, a lot of people want to be able to imbibe while they're having fun, and I just can't. I can't go down that path. Yeah, that is not a boundary that I'm ready to test yet. Yeah, um, it is not a boundary that God has said I can change yet, and so I need to hold the line. And find other creative ways to still make these social events happen, right? right. Um, and then the second part is, it's just the consistency. I think this one becomes a lot harder when it comes to, like, the movies we watch, the music we listen to, what we look at on social media, and then um, the boundaries that we set up with family and friends, you know? Mm -hmm. I think if you're not consistent, again, it kind of 
gives the other person the idea like, oh, well, she doesn't really mean it. So she's not going to care if I do X, Y, or Z, as they say in Britain. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) 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 But, um, you know, you just just have to be consistent. It takes a lot of work. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of self-discipline. It takes a lot of structure for yourself as well. Um, But, you know... Off the top of my head, and even with careful thought, it would be the same two things, consistency and outside influence. Yeah. Wow. First, I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like anyone who's listening to this is saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for your transparency and Thank honesty. And also, your real being so resilient and steadfast, Ooh, right? Yes. Um, because, and I think you spoke about it too, it's very hurtful when someone doesn't respect our boundaries. Girl, yes. Um, yes. And especially to laugh or to mock it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I love what you said about the consistency and um, what was the other one? I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah, outside influences. And outside influences. Yes. Um, and then also, like, especially if you're trying to set boundaries, new boundaries yes. with people who are not Girl, used to Girl, new boundaries. Come on. They do not like Come it. Come on. They do not oh, like it. Why are you changing up on me? Why are you acting brand new? Or oh, you, what What make you think you better than me? Or when you start being good? Or, oh, now you want to be with Jesus? Or, girl, I done heard it all. I, I done heard it. You used to be fun. I was like, I'm still fun. I am. <laughs> I just don't different. do some of the same things that I do before because they're not healthy for me. It's not. Right. And I feel like even with me, there was a lot of having to relearn this because I know for me, I know, now y'all know judgment. No safe space. That's what we're mm-hmm. saying. I know for me in the past, if I've experienced hurt, I tend to like cut people off and move. Right. Mm. Like I like this whole cancel mm-hmm. culture. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. and it doesn't line up because as someone who studies conflict and is embracing and leaning more into that, like honestly being in that program and in that class, I was my own first client. Ooh. And learning okay. how to my focus was on intra personal conflict. So the things mm-hmm. that are happening within mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. and then interpersonal, right? Because mm-hmm. it was like almost like a disconnect between um what was happening inside of me and how I was acting. Yes. Right. Um, and so now, you know, and, and, and the reason why we're talking about boundaries again, like we said, it's meant to be honoring towards the other person, but also you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like at least for me, especially when I started getting more involved in my faith, I kind of lost the honoring of myself. Yes. Right. Um, and so I feel like I'm in a lot of ways unlearning some things and relearning other things, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Look, we are all figuring it out. Mm-hmm. If you guys remember the first episode, I'm talking about perfectionism. So we it's a, a work You're in fine. progress You're for fine. sure. The new boundaries, though, I, I think that if I had to pick a third thing that's the hardest about boundaries, I think it would be setting new boundaries. Because it's kind of like, wait a minute, we've already been doing X, Y, or Z. Or, yeah. you know, what what's making you change or you know, what realization did you come to where you feel that this is necessary? I always feel like that is very difficult to navigate with friends and family. Yeah, especially if they feel hurt by the new boundary, Mm -hmm. if there are strong emotions, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, And even in situations where I've had to do that, I've made it very clear that, you know, this is for me because I cannot operate, right? I'm not putting the blame or... um, 
trying to, because I do think sometimes we, not that people, do, I'm going to say, I hope people don't do it, but some people may, um, say like, oh, I'm doing this boundary out of like spite or anger, right? That's not what we're talking about. And I want to just be very clear. Um, again, like what we're really focusing on and what we're talking about is how are we finding ways to both honor the other person and ourselves? Mm -hmm. And part of that, and a big part of that is also being reminded of our own peace and caring for ourselves in order for us to care and love others. Right. And so what I don't want it to be is, oh, all right, listen to this podcast with Sequins and Mr. Crystal (laughs) and I don't have to talk to anybody. You're out. I said this boundary. I just don't want us walking away with that. Pray and discern. Right, right. Um, And it's hard and it's challenging Mm. and it's difficult. And Mm. We're not lying to you. And many, like, relationships, we're probably still negotiating and figuring out what that should look yes, like. It's an yes. ongoing process. We were just talking about that when yeah. I was when we were eating dinner exactly. about my situation from this previous week that I don't want to bring up in detail on You here. don't have to. Okay. <laughs> um, but it, it's almost like, okay, if I am at odds with a person in my life, I will pray, God, do you want this person in my life? And God will either say yay or nay. And if God says, yes, this is an unhealthy person, but there is a reason, whether it's a season or something else, but there is a reason why this person must remain in your life for right now, that's very hard. Yeah. I think about Hagar, right? Yeah. Like, Ooh. how badly was she being mistreated? She had already been ard, violated, mm-hmm. had to have a child with someone else's husband, and then it's being mistreated. And I'm sure her child was being mistreated. And she picks up whatever she can and runs off, only to be told by the creator of all things, now nah, I need you to run that back. I need you to go back and stay in that oppression. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the moment for me. Like, I'm sure there was nothing but pure silence on her end. I'm sure there was nothing but pure silence on that long walk back. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's not like you can... Say to the person, well, you got to get your stuff together because I'm back and I can't go nowhere. No, you can't. Everyone else's actions are out of your locus of control. You can only control yourself and how you're handling and managing your emotions and your behavior. But if God says, no, I need you to stick this thing out. What do boundaries look like then? Yeah. How much harder is it to be consistent? How much harder is it with those outside influences? You have no choice but to lean on him. But I, I'm telling you, I always think about that woman, Hagar. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's one of my uh, favorite stories. Not like not because it's easy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's very challenging. It's very challenging. It's very challenging. It's very hard. Um, there was a uh, a sermon where they talked about how um, this uh, it was a preacher who was a woman of color. She was talking about how she's both Hagar mm. and Sarai, right? Oh, and how you have to negotiate. I'll put a link in the in the uh, description for anybody okay. who wants to leave. Okay. 
but it's very challenging. We might have to do a separate talk on that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but that was a very challenging one in realizing our own limits and limitations. Mm-hmm. I do want to make another quick caveat. Mm-hmm. For situations of extreme abuse yes. or things like that, yes. that's not what yes, we're talking that is about. Not, thank you for yeah. naming that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just want to make sure. We um, do not condone domestic violence, any type of abuse any type of violence that is not what we are saying we are saying if god has come down from heaven and spoken to you if the holy spirit has manifested in some way and say i want you to keep this person in your life for my glory that's something totally different than you being harmed right right absolutely thank you for that caveat yeah we just See, gotta... this is why this is why you are who you are this oh is my goodness. not serious because <laughs> like you are always thinking uh, how is everyone going to receive this like you just do such a great job of caring for everyone especially those that i would have in my blind spots or someone else at this table might have in their blind spots like you remember and i don't want to say the underdogs or the little people it's the marginalized it's someone that can just be hurting and hear something and it'd be a trigger and you're like wait 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 i know how this last statement may come across to at least one person or someone out there. And I just want to make sure you know you are loved, you are seen, you are valued, you are cared for. Like, that is a gift. That is a (laughs) God-given gift. So I'm sorry, y'all. I just wanted to... Big up baby sis right Oh, quick. my goodness. Okay. I'm, like, blushing right as now. I, as I flip my oh, long braids. Oh, my okay. goodness. I receive it. Good. Learning how to receive yep. compliments. Yep, yep. Um, thank you, big mm-hmm. sis. Mm-hmm. So, we... Wow, we are just answering, like, all these questions. Okay. <laughs> I love it. So, we already touched on this question, but I'm mm-hmm. interested to see if you have anything else that you would like to add. Okay. What if someone doesn't respect my boundary? Oh, you got to shake the dust off your shoes and keep it stepping, okay? That's when you really got to cut that person out, okay? So, again, much more difficult with family, you know? Like, say it's a child of yours or say it's a parent of yours. Yes, of course, that that definitely looks and sounds different. But I find, for myself, it is so much easier for me to cut someone out of my life who I don't have a strong relationship with Mm. than someone that I do have a strong relationship with. Hence why it took me so long to leave my last church, right? I was having a conversation with my therapist um, and I was telling her how a friend of mine, someone who I love dearly, okay? I mean, like a brother to me, no longer even acknowledges my existence. Yeah. And I am crushed by that. I am moving through the grief process on that. Um, but in sharing that situation with my therapist, she said, do you think there are parts of you that are over loyal? Ooh. And I was like, okay, Ooh. we got two minutes left in a session. Why would you <laughs> mic drop that on me? Okay, because now I got to wait two weeks, two I know. weeks, they two weeks. They love me doing that. And, and she was like, no, I'm serious. With our time apart, I want you to consider 
your tendencies of being overly loyal to people. Mm. And I sat with it. I did my homework. Um, I was actually able to name in the moment, right? You know, I think my codependent tendencies kind of... ah, What's the word I'm looking for? I feel like they manifest in over being overly loyal. Yeah. Okay. You are one of the most loyal people I know. I mean, yeah, and I have it tattooed on my thigh, right? Loyalty, integrity, honesty. So, but in sitting down and doing the work, the the, the hard work of self-reflection, I know that there were so many times when people weren't loyal to me Mm. and left me out in the cold and left me out in the wind and so I am constantly trying to prove to those who I love and adore and don't want to do life without, hey, hey, I'm loyal. I'm here. I got your back. Whatever you need, I'm here for you. I will drop Ooh, it all. I will be there. I will be there. That's good. Okay? Yeah. And so there's some, there's some hidden trauma in that. Right. But what does it look like for me to say, I can love you? And be loyal to you. What's what like? What is the line? What where where does the unhealthiness start? Yeah. So I think that that is the work that I am working on doing now. Um, I don't think that I have been put in a position yet where I've had to test this. I go back on Wednesday, so we'll see. You know, we'll see what we talk about. But I just know for myself, it can be really difficult when someone keeps poking and pushing the boundary that you have created for yourself and they're not someone that you can just so easily walk away from because of their proximity to you. You know what I mean? Um, I can say, continue to hold the line, continue to be consistent, continue to state your boundaries. And you can also take a break, take some, take some time off. There are some people in my life where I may only be able to speak to you every other month. And that's the boundary that I have set for myself. And we might be on the phone for 10 minutes or an hour to catch up. But unfortunately, because you have not respected my boundaries previously, this is where we are now. Yeah. It does not mean that I love you less, right? Right. But I have to protect my peace and myself and love myself more than I'm going to allow you to hurt me. Right. And ultimately, you're protecting the relationship then, too. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. I also love what you said about, you know, boundaries do also come with doing the work internally. Yeah. And like... I mean, honestly, like, I swear, our counselors, our therapists be calling us out. Mine doesn't even let me try. I try. (laughs) I try, and she just sees right through me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's just something about, so, like, for instance, you shared about being overloyal, right? For me, it was helping, right? So, Mm. for me, growing up. You know, I was always on the outside. I was always excluded from a lot of things. So, to me... I wanted to show that I had valued so gotcha. so I wouldn't be gotcha. abandoned, so I wouldn't yes. be rejected, yes. right? Yes, yes, Had loving family, like that, like my family came around me, all this kind of things, but 
it's so amazing how it, if you were feeling rejection or, or abandonment in one place, how that can manifest in so many other areas of your mm, life, right? Yes, right? yes, and yes. so that ties with what we've been saying already about boundaries. It's not just, oh, I'm going to set this boundary out of spite. It's really a heart posture in, okay, it's not healthy for me. It's probably not healthy for the other person. Exactly. What's going on here? And based on that knowledge, like, let me set this boundary so I can explore and figure out what, what's going on mm-hmm. and like, renegotiate in a way that the relationship can actually work for both of us, yeah. right? And it's, like, I just, I'm just going to say, I just feel the urge to say, we need to give ourselves permission mm-hmm. to set those boundaries. Yeah. We need to give ourselves yeah. permission yeah. to really address some of the, like, have that reflection, like you said. Um Intra conflict, like I can't help it. I'd like that's just kind of my jam. Mm-hmm, <laughs> but mm-hmm. like really thinking about what's going on inside of us, right? I know that for me, um, the that spirit of rejection and abandonment. I'm not claiming it, but I know if I'm in an environment whether that brings up old triggers, I feel very stressed. I haven't been taking care of myself physically. Mm. It's very easy for me to go back into that place, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so seeing some of those boundaries, like the boundaries that we set, not only for others, but also for ourselves mm-hmm. really allows us to better understand the cycle in which we are moving through yeah, and how to best make sure that we are also being supported and cared for. Yep. So we don't end up passing on the same trauma, the same um, pain onto exactly. others. We don't want to do exactly. that. Break the generational curses. Come on now. All of that. Yep. It yeah. begins with me. Ah, oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. So for this next question, I wanted to ask, how has setting boundaries improved your life? You know what? I've been more happy, honestly. Um, Yes, I am a workaholic. I, too, have suffered from perfectionism. I feel Mm -hmm. like now I just be like, girl, just get it done because I'm getting too old and I'm tired. Oh, my God. No, to be be serious, though, to be serious, um, like... Previously, work, for example, I would just go, 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 not care for myself, not rest, whatever needed to get done. I would just do. I really did not have healthy boundaries, like, at all. And I think the thing that has changed is me understanding the need to have this work-life balance, Mm -hmm. which has created a boundary, but it's also like, you know what? I gave it my all today. I did everything that absolutely needed to get done. Were there other things that I could have worked on? Absolutely. But if I continue with this pace, it is going to make me resent the work, resent myself, and have a low mental health state. Yeah. So I am going to create this boundary. I might just not take my lap top home today and I might just come home and wash up and get in a bed and relax and rest my lady bones okay (laughs) so that that is something that I have done when it comes to people I don't feel the weight of am I going to be hurt are they going to disrespect me or is something bad going to happen like just thinking about my ex-husband thinking about some other people that are really close in my life I feel like I am, again, here's that word, selfish, but I feel like I am selfishly, healthily 
putting myself first so I feel better about myself. I have a positive mental health. I have a positive self-esteem because when I allow certain things and certain people in, my mental health was lower. My self-esteem was lower. So the balance is, well, I like who I am and how I am with these boundaries in place. I'm going to keep them in place because I feel overall I am a better and more healthy person. So I'm going to work on being consistent. I'm going to work on dealing with the outside influences and just stick to my guns and hold the line. Because at the end of the day, I like who I am with these boundaries. And that's really all that matters. Yeah. That's really all that matters. Oh, that's good. I know. Yeah. I I don't know about y'all who are listening, but you might be feeling a little convicted that you might need to set some boundaries. I mean, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just the the peace that comes with it. And again, uh, like, it's... (sighs) Not going to be perfect, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there are situations I know for me where I have set boundaries and I haven't been consistent, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that the whole boundary is ruined, right? Yeah. Um, But I do think, and I love how you phrased it, you're basing it on how am I feeling because of these boundaries being in place, right? Mm -hmm. Am I in a place that is more healthy spiritually, physically, emotionally? Am I getting rest in the way that I need? Am I seeing fruit in my relationships because of these boundaries that I'm setting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know for me, being someone who um, often will base value... Well, hold on. Let me rephrase that because we got to be scare- careful over the words we speak over Come ourselves now. now. Come on now. Right? As someone who used to... Amen. ...put their identity Amen. in their performance. Amen. Come on now. we got to be All careful right with now. our words. Mm-hmm. My counselor gets, me, uh, gets on me for that too. <laughs> <laughs> Probably is going to be laughing when she hears this. Um, it's so easy, especially if performance um, mm-hmm. had been like where I had placed my identity to to be only thinking about, okay, well, what can I do to prove my value, to prove my worth? Yeah. It was never something I could really achieve. It was always mm-hmm. something that was out of reach. Mm-hmm. And if someone didn't give me credit for my performance, yes. Then I'm like, they think I'm garbage. Exactly. I oh must my be gosh, <laughs> I have been there. And it's just like it's like a full like <laughs> like a full pivot, right? Yes. And there's something about and now that might be a separate podcast as well too. See, we keep coming up with know, all these different I ideas. I'm I love coming it. Back, y'all, I'm coming yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just there's something about like having to surrender. It is. A, it does require a sense of surrender, right? Surrender. Yeah. Yes. It, that's what it is. Yes. Because it's like we want to believe that we can do all these things, that we can be all things to all people, that the things that others do don't hurt us, mm-hmm. and that's not it's true. Not true. And, and it's not if we believe the lie that it's not meant to hurt us, mm-hmm. that we live with hardened hearts, we mm-hmm. live um, to protect ourselves from ever being hurt. We also live without really experiencing joy, mm-hmm. fullness, happiness, yep. joy, all these yep. other things. Yep. Yep. And so yep. we are meant to have a, a heart of flesh, not of stone. Mm-hmm. But in order to guard your heart requires like careful stewardship, which are boundaries. I agree. Yeah. I Ooh, agree. I love it. I love it. I love it. So I wanted to, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but I kind of wanted us to talk about this Mm -hmm. question about, um, sometimes I get from other people, are boundaries biblical? Yes. Who says they aren't? Well, okay. And then what, like, yeah, uh, like what is their basis? Yeah. So help me out. I will help you the best I can. 
Um, actually, let me start with my own experience. So when you, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase it. Okay, so, take your time because this is mind boggling to me. I'll I know. Wait. Well, because oftentimes when you think about, okay, how Christ lived, right? Mm-hmm. We want to gloss over the part about how, you know, there were moments where Jesus moved away from the crowd and yeah. he had quiet time and yeah. he prayed or like even with like who he invested in, like the 12 yes. disciples, right? Yes. Sometimes we overstep, like we miss that. And it's this idea that you were supposed to be doing all these things for Jesus, right? Now, this is a larger conversation that I honestly think we're going to need to talk about again in another one. Mm-hmm. Um, this idea that we need to do, because uh, like you, you'll notice that it's still tied with this idea and this narrative that I still have to prove my worth. Mm-hmm. that I still have to perform in a way that Jesus will love me, mm-hmm. which is not biblical, right? But even when we think about even when we think about um, being obedient to God, right? It's all coming from a place of love that is rooted in deep and intimate relationship. Yes. And just as God, I mean, if you look at all the biblical stories about the things that God could be around and the things that he couldn't, like our God mm-hmm. is holy. Mm-hmm. He needed to be with holy places, right? And we're talking about the Old Testament, right? And all of the things um, that the Israelites had to do in order for God <clears throat> to be dwelling with them, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the boundaries in themselves are not bad, right? Mm-hmm. And God, in a very beautiful way, demonstrates a lot of that to us in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I don't know, it's just like there's this disconnect between if you're setting up a boundary, you're not being God, like Christian in embracing and loving your neighbor. But I think it exposes a larger question of, do we really understand what it means to truly love our neighbor as ourselves? Cause that's yeah. part of it. Right. Yeah. And of course, loving our God with all our soul and mind and heart. Mm-hmm. And strength. Um, yeah. Um, but then the other side of it is really on, I, I, I do think identity is also at the core of it. Right. Yes. If we are used to sacrificing ourselves for others, right? And I want to use the word sacrifice very carefully because I don't want it to seem like, oh, it's only about me and I never have to think about other people. Yeah. That's not what we're saying either. But there are some people, I'm going to use myself as an example. There are some times where I was so willing to be helpful to the other person mm-hmm. that it was detrimental to me now i was Mm -hmm. sacrificing but my motives were not yeah like for god my motives were out of pride yeah right yeah my motives may have been out of control um and so i think that's what's so important about when we're engaging with boundaries um is that it's both a like a discerning requirement right yeah discerning and talking to god but there's also a heart posture check that needs to happen you look like mm-hmm. you have something to say so oh my it. gosh yes, yeah i mean things. yes i'm like <laughs> i'm chopping at the bit but i want i i was very invested in what you were saying and i didn't want you to think that i did pull up genesis one um to talk about boundaries yeah but, come on come on come on but um i just find it mind-boggling that someone can believe that boundaries are not biblical Right. If we go to Genesis one, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I love the Home and Christian Standard Bible, so that is the version that I'm reading from the Bible app. Shout out to you, Version Bible app. Um, I'm gonna jump to verse three. Then God said, "Let there be light," and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. 
God called the light day and he called the darkness night. That's a boundary. Right. That's a boundary. Yeah. Okay. Even when he formed the atmosphere, that's a boundary, right? The Even water from the, the water land. from the land. That's a boundary. The the continents, the land in and of itself, that's a boundary. But the biggest boundary that he created was do not eat from this tree of of knowledge, yeah. right? That was a boundary and they broke the boundary. Therefore, we have sin. He also said you should work six days and you should rest on the seventh day. That is a boundary that he has set that we practice a holy Sabbath. I mean, uh, <laughs> some, come some, on now. Some of us need and to do then, a little bit better then, with the Sabbath. And then, yes. And you were yeah. bringing up, you know, about the Israelites and, you know, they they had tons of boundaries, right? Look at the, the book of Leviticus, all the Levitical laws. They got a lot of boundaries. And then some people say, well... You only need to focus on the New Testament because that's where Jesus is. Jesus even had boundaries. You talked about how he would go off in the boat. Jesus' boundary was, I'm serving God first. I am a servant. I'm serving God first. Homeboy went into the wilderness for 40 days and didn't eat nothing. That is a boundary that he set. I am doing this. I can't imagine not eating nothing for four days. Sometimes it'd be hard for four hours, okay? Yeah, that's real. Eating or drinking. And my man did it for 40 days. That's a boundary. Paul, Paul gave us boundaries to live as, as uh, Christ would like us to live. How to conduct ourselves in church. How to be good ministers. How to be good pastors. How to love one another. Paul set boundaries for us. There are boundaries set for our sexuality, how we are to engage with one another. There are boundaries set for how we are to love one another. We could go back to the Old Testament and look at the Ten Commandments. Those are boundaries set. Boundaries are biblical because without them, we are heathens. Without boundaries, like true boundaries. I'm not talking about, oh, um... You know, just let me not have a boy over my house and we're alone type boundaries. But I mean, in essence, the condition of boundaries that were given to us by God were to keep us holy and sanctified and in a right relationship with him. Yeah. So, yes, boundaries are biblical and i just find it astonishing that not everybody that believes someone that. could try to argue the opposite. Yeah. I'm, 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 the math ain't mathing for the me, math, okay? The math well, ain't mathing for me. You can tell me. it was a bit hard for me to argue the other side because I also. Yeah, agree. I was like, that ain't even making sense. Let's just, my turn. No shade. My turn. Girl, I done brought you from the opening words to the, to Paul, back to Genesis, to the Levitical laws, to the Ten Commandments. Come on, man. Get out of here. Come on. Ain't no way. Yeah, but Ain't it's, no way. But there are people who are teaching people that for you to... It's almost as uh. if they are linking boundaries with cancel culture. They're entirely different. That's not of that. Yeah, they're entirely different. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. But there's something that is happening. I don't know whether it's identity. I don't know if it's just the spirit of division. But there is something that is happening Mm-mm. that is... It's crazy. It is. <laughs> but it is not aligning with this idea. Because oftentimes I'll even talk about boundaries. 
And people kind of look at me funny. Like, wait, I can have those? I'm like, what yes! are we doing? Yes! Like, and so Set those boundaries. It almost seems like there's like a mis-discipleship opportunity. Well, I hope they listen to our pack podcast, okay? <laughs> and learn a little bit. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I think there was there was something else that I wanted to say just really quickly. Um, and I just I hope let me let me share it this way. Okay, go ahead. A boundary that I have set for myself, right? For example, when I realized that my closest dear friend no longer chose to be in friendship and community with me mm-hmm. because of apparently something I said about him to someone else, so on and so forth. A boundary that I have set for myself when someone says I did something to them or I've offended them or hurt them, search me, oh God. Yeah. And I pray long and hard. Long God, search my heart, my spirit. My soul, I mean, cut me through to the marrow. If there is any offense in me, reveal it to me and I will confess and I will repent. I'm like getting goosebumps. Like, God, it is not my desire to hurt one of your children, to offend anyone, especially this person who I hold so dear. That is not my desire. So, God, if there is any offense in me, and I even prayed knowingly or unknowingly, consciously or subconsciously. If there is anything in the pit of my heart that I have done wrong, reveal it to me, Holy Spirit, I pray, and I will confess and repent. That is a boundary that I have created for myself so that I am in right relationship with others. That does not mean, though, that everyone is willing to accept your apology. That's a boundary that they may have for themselves, right? Mm. But you can go to the Father and confess to the Father if your brother is not willing to hear you out. Or maybe a person has passed away. Whatever the, the case is, you can always go to your Father and confess to Father God, Jesus, And say, you know what? I did not even realize I did this. Please forgive me. Help me turn from this wickedness or help me turn from this mistake. Like, I kid you not. I don't play with that. Like, even taking communion is is like a very, that's a huge boundary for me. If I'm not right or if I know I've been sinning or or just living wrong, I'm not going to take communion. Because that is just such a serious moment for me. So... I just wanted to, to to share that. No, and I appreciate that you say that because there's something... Wow, there's so many things mm-hmm. that I want to say to what you shared. The word that comes to mind is grace and accountability. Yes. Because I think that there's something... Because again, these boundaries are being set within the context of relationship. I mean, as Camille schooled me <laughs> through the Bible, <laughs> we are on the same team. But yeah, yeah. But all those different references within scriptures about how the boundaries were set, they were set in the context of relationship. Mm-hmm. And one thing, another thing we don't want people to walk away from this podcast is that they wronged me. I'm setting this boundary. We're done. Right? Yeah. Like we're talking yeah. about repeated instances where boundaries Absolutely. are not being respected Absolutely. Uh, and things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I know for me, I've had to have someone set a new boundary with me because I was not stewarding the relationship in the way that was healthy for them. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and it was mm-hmm. painful to be on that receiving end of it. Mm-hmm. But now when I went into future relationships, I was very intentional Yes, about cherishing and stewarding the relationship yes. in a way that allowed yes. both, both yeah. of us to thrive. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I wanted to lean into that word grace because there is something about because you're in a relationship there needs to also be a sense of grace. Now, again, we're not saying be inconsistent with boundaries, mm-hmm. but that we're setting these boundaries out of love, love of ourselves yes. and yes. love of the other. Yes. Uh, and the same with accountability. It's big for you to pray that prayer of mm-hmm. like, wait, they said I was like this. I don't receive that. Da, 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 da. Instead, you're like, look, Lord, I don't know what I did. I don't remember doing or saying anything, but search me just in case. Yes. And regardless if you were aware of it or you weren't. And I feel like there's just something so profound about what you said. Because oftentimes the first response is, well, that wasn't my intention. Mm. I hate that. I know. Gaslighting <laughs> apology. I know. I That's know. a gaslighting apology. I know. And so, again, it's it doesn't matter about your intention i mean okay let me phrase it differently i do think there are some malicious yeah, intentions, yeah, 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 right? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but like it's the impact right yes um but what's also required especially being in relationship mm-hmm. is also grace what was the heart posture right yep was what was the like um in the context of relationship mm-hmm like you will have history, you will know the character of this person. Come on right? now, come on and now. So, That's what I say. Yeah, you know me, baby. Why? Why would you believe yeah, this? Yeah, and there's just something about. I mean, like in scripture, it tells us of how we are supposed to approach conflict, and like it's so. It's a gift when someone comes to you mm-hmm. and tells you that you have crossed a boundary or you've yeah, impacted a boundary it doesn't hard. it doesn't it feel hurts. like it because it's like what do you mean i'm not perfect yeah, yeah that's <laughs> what do you mean i'm the best friend and it's mm-hmm. like no but it's mm-hmm. a gift in realizing just as you want your boundaries to be respected you need to learn how to steward others boundaries as well mm-hmm. right and so there's just something it's both sides of it and we just wanted to make sure we yes talked about that too thank you mm-hmm. okay so I think there's a question. Mm-hmm. We'll touch on it and, and see if anything comes up. Okay. Um, how to navigate learning how to be part of a spiritual community and boundaries. So the question kind of came out a little mm-hmm. weird, but I got you. Yeah. This 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 is hard because it really depends on what your role is within that spiritual community. Ooh, tell me more. So, for example, I have been a part of a small group or life group as a non-leader in a church. Mm-hmm. I have been a part of a small group as the leader of that small group, and I have been a part of a small group as an elder within a church on the board. Each of those bears different dynamics in which different boundaries must be set. Mm. So if I am a participant in the small group who really doesn't hold any leadership levels, it's a lot easier for me to be more vulnerable, right? And to really share all the things that are going on, to be uh, discipled, cared for, 
prayed over, poured into. When you become the leader of a spiritual group or other persons, it shifts because you can't be as vulnerable to a certain extent because you don't want any of your character flaws to then be received as some as kind of what we talked about earlier. Oh, well, if sequence, you know, can do that, then I can do that, too. Because what's good for the goose might not be good for the gander. Okay. And there is a scripture that says, do not do anything that causes your brother to, to stumble. stumble. Yeah. So there was a situation I remember where a small group leader came to me as a small group coach saying there was someone in their small group that was drinking wine and it was making some people feel uncomfortable. I don't think I can handle that at being a a leader of that group or participant in that group if someone else was drinking wine during Bible study because of my own personal relationships with alcohol. It would be too distracting for me. I would probably perseverate over it. So that would be a boundary that I I have set for myself. And how would I navigate that? As the leader, I would probably have a one-on-one conversation with that person and say, hey, This is how it can be perceived. I know everybody, not everybody, but some people might need a good glass of wine when they get home from work. And that's fine. But because we don't want to do anything that will cause our brother or sister to stumble, is it possible for you to have that glass prior to coming to small group? As a participant, I would go to my small group leader. I wouldn't have the conversation myself, but I would go to the small group leader and say, hey, This is making me feel uncomfortable. This is why. What can we do about it? Now, the dynamic completely shifts when you are leading at the highest level of the church because now it's not just, is there something I'm doing that could cause my brother or sister to stumble? It turns into, is there something I'm doing that I just shared that could cause someone to be lost to the flock of God? Mm. Because now not only am I just representing myself in this small group, I'm representing a church. You know what I mean? And so I can't really share. There has to be boundaries set. I can't share the sins I committed on Friday night in my small group because they are liable to go back to the board on me and say, she's not living up to whatever it is that she signed. How are you letting this person lead in our church, not knowing I may have repented? I may have, you know, slipped up or something to that nature. Yeah. So the boundary shifts where now I can only share those things that I'm struggling with with the context of those other leaders of the church in a very specific space. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does make sense. It's also, I feel like it it's can be... It's very political too, unfortunately. Yeah. But I also, like political, but I also think of it being almost lonely, right? Mm-hmm. Because in each layer, you are losing like a, yes. a, a, a sense yes. of... And yes. so, you know, and I've talked to you about this before too, about my heart really for, again, working... Um, full-time at a local church, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Really having a heart for those who, and I'm trying to use my words carefully because we're all called to do ministry, whether we are working at the church or Or not. not. Um, But also leaders who work at local churches, it can be hard to find those spaces of discipleship, of pouring into one another, of kind of having those safe spaces um, to be honest about the stumbles, uh, to yeah. repent, to yeah. repent, wow, to repent. Yes. Um, 
and to really just have that space that's also supporting you um, as you grow in your faith. And so I appreciate you sharing that because it does provide, I feel like a little bit more context around for those who especially work at the local church or Mm -hmm. are leading in some capacity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I know for me, that was like one of the biggest fears I had in in working at a local church, like having been hurt by a church, walking away from the faith entirely. Yes. um, Yes. And now coming back and like having that level of responsibility there are new boundaries that have to be in place, mm-hmm. not only to protect others, but to also like allow me to be in the place where God is calling me to be. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You you have to find your you have to find your tribe mm-hmm. in the midst of your role within the church, if that makes sense. So that you do have a community to lean on. And depending on what your role is in the church, it just may not be in a small group or life group. And that doesn't mean don't go to a small group or life group because you can be discipling others. You can be speaking life into others who are struggling. And maybe it's a one-on-one conversation with That's someone true. where you can open up to them and say, hey, I'm actually you know, struggling with X, Y, and Z, and this is how I am battling it through the name of Jesus or in the name of Jesus. You, you ha- like, No man is an island. I want right. to share this for our listeners. No man is an island, and we all need spiritual community, no Absolutely. matter what. Absolutely. And I think that that's something important for people to hear especially if they've been hurt by a church. Yes. Um, if don't yeah. give up. There, yeah. there is a place for you. There is. Yeah. And you aren't meant to be by yourself. Now, we got Jesus. We got Holy Spirit. Amen. But we've also been given a gift of community. Yes. And so if that's you, where you have experienced hurt, where you are mm-hmm. wrestling with mm-hmm. that, like, you know, we are talking about boundaries, but, you know, I just feel a sense that we need to just take time and space for this. Do not give up. Yes. I know for me, it took me years to come back to the church. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It took me years mm-hmm. to trust people, right? Mm-hmm. But because I walked through that door, Amen. I have my spiritual big sis. Hey. I'm now um, being able to create You're now a minister. Sorry, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But yes, I'm now a minister. I need mm-hmm. to lead with big that. Big sis ain't even a minister. Oh, stop it. Um <laughs> I'm now able to be intentional about the spaces that we create for people to feel seen and to experience and encounter Christ. And God was able to redeem even some of the lowest and hardest parts of my life for me to be able to do this work. Right. And so I don't want you to feel like there's anything that you've done. That means that you cannot come back to God, come Come back to the church. Come on now. Um, Again, there's no sin that will separate us. Come on now. And if you need to start with just one person. Come on now. My email's in the box. Come on now. Know, because I just sense that there's a lot of hurt. There's a lot yes. of people who are spiritually hungry. Yes. Um, and because of the hurt that they've experienced by people, mm-hmm. it's marred their image of God mm-hmm. and their uh, willingness to just even try for a relationship. Can I just share my heart for the Lord really quickly? Yes, of course. It kind of ties into what you were just saying. So the work that you're doing is essentially creating space, right? Right. My heart for the Lord is around the fact that all can be redeemed. Yeah. You just said there is no sin that can really separate you from the Lord. Yeah. And I fully, 
fully believe that. I, the Lord has actually put on my heart this week to read the book of Hosea. Ooh. I know. So I'm about to get into that. Um, but it's it's never too late. You're never too far gone for the Lord. You're. I mean, I can't even add anything else to yeah. it. That's really what it is. Yeah. That's really what it is. He still loves you. Yes, yes. And we are not perfect. I mean, I'm sure by now from this podcast, y'all realize that. We're only speaking from what we are learning and what we are navigating and what we've learned in our relationship with Christ. And we are still unlearning and learning things, right? And the beautiful thing about what spiritual community, what the church is supposed to be, it's about people all different parts of the body coming together to glorify God and we are to help one another. Amen. Right? Amen. We are to elevate others that may be overlooked or not seen. We are to walk with people mm-hmm. and to care for people. Mm-hmm. Um, the goal is not perfection. It's nope. presence and experience yep. with God. Right? Yep. And so, yeah. Sorry. We had to, we had to, we, like, we, we got to take, take a, a pause to talk about that. <laughs> yes. We had to, we had to. Uh, so for my last question sequence, mm-hmm. I know I kind of don't want to ask it cause I'm having so much fun. I was hanging out. Just uh, invite me back for yeah, another you, topic. You got it. You got <laughs> it. Um, so the last question mm-hmm. is if I could tell my younger self what mm-hmm. I know now, what would I tell her? Ooh, ah, I'm going to go to my 14-year-old self. Ooh, okay. And I am going to say those three things that you are praying for come to fruition. Mm. There were three things that I used to pray for as a 14-year-old. And should I share them? Yeah, if you feel comfortable. Whatever you feel comfortable Um, with. And I, I just don't want the audience to think that they're materialistic or whatever, but as a 14-year-old who just felt very isolated, very lonely, um, you know, without friends, lost, depressed, I used to pray that my dad would be in my life, that I would live in a house one day, and that I would have a black lab named Lucky. Now, the dog piece, we just put that on pause because your good sis became allergic to animals with hair when she was 22. I was about to say. So that's okay, you know, but I love other people's dogs. Shout out to Bravo. I love you, Bravo. I miss you. Um, But I have the best relationship with my father right now. Like, such a great relationship. I saw him two weeks ago. And just the conversation that we had, like, to see how he's grown and matured over these last 10 plus years, um, even the last five years, it is just such a sight to behold. And, you know, when I left him, he was borderline in tears. I'm not going to throw him under the bus, but he was, we'll say, quote unquote, borderline in tears because I was just saying, like, I love you. I value you. I care what you think of me. I respect you. You are one of the greatest men that I know. And I mean that, like, with all my heart. Um, and to live in a house. Now, this house... Oh, come on. Is, 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 there's so many testimonies. There's so many testimonies about this house oh, we don't I'm have crying. time for. <laughs> but 
the fact that I am a single black woman who works in education, who owns her own home in Brooklyn. Yeah. Washington, D.C. Come on. That ain't nothing but God. Amen. Okay, so I think I would tell my 14-year-old self, the journey is going to be hard. It's going to be a lot of battles. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get knocked down. But God is always going to be right there to pick you up. God is always going to be right there to pick you up. He is your rock. He is your banner. He is your strong tower. He is your refuge. He is your fortress. You are the wings of eagles because that's how strong your holy father is. Yeah. Just yeah. just breathe. Ooh. One foot in front of the other. That's what I would tell my 14-year-old self. Oh, that's good. And with that... <laughs> I started to be like, I'm out. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. I'm like, can I answer? Yes. What okay. would you tell your younger Ooh, self? And tell us the age, too. I want to know yeah. the age. So I think I would do age 13. Okay. Um, okay. There are a lot of strong emotions in that age. So, um, and maybe I'll talk about this a little bit in more detail in another podcast, but growing up in West Virginia, where mm-hmm. you were the only other. Mm-hmm. Um, Mountain Mama. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of lies that I believed about myself. Mm. Um, and I may tear up, and that's okay. It's okay. Tears are okay. Keep it a hundred. Keep Woo. it a hundred. Um, but I would start by saying those lies about you are not true, mm-hmm. that you have worth. Yes. That you were beautiful. Yes. That, Gorgeous. Thank you. Um, that you were smart. Mm-hmm. that you do not exist just to help others, but that Correct. there is something planned for you Correct. too. Correct. Um, not to harm you, not to destroy you. Yeah, and that you will experience love in real relationships mm-hmm. with people who will truly see, know, and love you. Yes. And Amen. It took a while sequence for me to experience that. And so mm-hmm. I am just overjoyed because I'm like, I'm like here with my spiritual big sis. Yeah. It was like one of the most core relationships that I have in my life. Um, but it took a while to get to a place where I was open to receive that love. Mm-hmm. And then now to be able to give it from a place that is just healthy and out of just joy of being in fellowship and relationship, mm-hmm. not out of fear of what yep. I was going to lose. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Amen. That's what I would tell her. Amen. I'd also tell her, girl, we need to play and have fun. Yes. You way too yes. serious. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh, man. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast. It has been a pleasure. Oh, my goodness. For those of you who are joining us, please, please, please uh, share your love. Share uh, this conversation with others especially those who might also be wrestling with boundaries if you have questions or more things you'd like us to talk Mm -hmm. about with boundaries Mm -hmm. please uh email me at uniform uh wait united not uniform at gmail.com let's get the email right okay (laughs) (laughs) i'll include it below Mm -hmm. um because we want this, we want to be continuing to have conversations that are relevant to what's interesting Amen. to you all. Um, but as we are continuing to learn uh, and and grow as we are embracing our boundaries, mm-hmm. um, we'd love to be able to walk alongside you as well. 
I just want to say I am so honored oh that you had goodness. me on, um, that you, you know, value my thoughts and opinions and beliefs. I have really enjoyed myself. This has been so much fun. Yay! Again, I'm just so proud of you. Oh my goodness. I'm so proud of you. So thank you to God be the glory. Amen, amen. Amen. Well, thank you all so much for listening to this episode. Remember, there is more than enough space for you to be seen and to see others. We'll see you next time. Amen.